This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Coach, our adaptive sales coaching featuring five-minute quick coaching personalized to each sales rep. Learn more about Sales Fuel Coach at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. What happens when we don't pay attention to detail? Has something gone external that looked bad for you or your company? Or what happens internally when somebody makes a mistake or isn't paying attention? That is the reason we have Chris Denny on the show today. Welcome to the Managed Smarter Podcast, everyone. I'm Audrey Strong. I'm the Vice President of Communications here at Sales Fuel, and this topic is hot. Yeah, I'm C. Lee Smith, the president and CEO of Sales Fuel. And, you know, Audrey, it's like we know it's extremely important when you're dealing with details like payroll and things of that nature. But I also think about, you know, what separates brands like Apple from, from, from every other smartphone maker out there? Or what separates a luxury car brand from, you know, a, a mass production car brand? And, and when I think about that, it's like the first thing that comes to mind is attention to detail. So I'm so glad we're going to be doing this topic today. Yeah, attention to detail can indeed be tied into service level. So Chris Denny, hi Chris, thanks for coming to the microphones. Hey there, thanks. Thanks for having yeah. me. We want to tell everybody a little bit about you. You are the attention, the attention to detail expert. Chris is a researcher, trainer, and author of Improve Attention to Detail, a straightforward system to develop attention to detail in yourself, your employees, and across an organization. Chris helps people and organizations develop everyday excellence in the work they do via his workshops. Also, online training courses, guys, as well. And you can find out more about all of this at attentiontodetail.com. Very logical name for the website site there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I was glad to come by it. And, and I like the logo too, because all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. That's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what are we talking about here? You have a couple definitions of um, attention to detail, and you say there are also two types of it. Go ahead. Yeah. So it, the deal with attention to detail is that it, it's often used in sort of an obscure way, right? We ask people to be more detail-oriented. We ask them to improve their attention to detail. And we usually mean something very specific about it and, and or by that. And there are so many ways we apply it. And uh, it's usually, you know, a manager or some kind of superior asking an employee to, to do something. Could be a coworker saying, hey, you know, do a better job to, to one of their peers. And it can be frustrating for both parties because the person who's being told to be more detail-oriented, they don't, they don't fully get it. They kind of, they understand that they made a mistake and they would like to fix it for the most part, but, but uh, you know, they, they typically need a little more instruction. And so what we did, and, and that's where, that's how I got into this. I didn't really mean to get into this whole thing seven years ago, uh, but I had employees who were, you know, who just lacked attention to detail and I wanted to improve them and I couldn't find any training or courses or books or anything. And I just happened to be really interested in the topic and kind of went down the rabbit hole and, uh, you know, came out five years later uh, from my kind of nightly research with this with this system, um, and it appears to it appears to work. You know, people identify with it; they understand, they, they appreciate that it provides a framework, and and it does help individuals and organizations. So it's it's great. But the 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 definition of attention to detail, um, it has to do with using your cognitive your mental resources efficiently in order to identify and process the relevant elements of, of an issue or, or problem 
or concern at hand, and uh, then select to pull out the relevant components and order them to process them in an efficient manner. So, so there's a lot of parts of it. Um, the three types of attention to detail are contrastive, analytical, and additive. And you can get pretty techy when you get into those, so I don't know if that's a little beyond the scope, but I can keep it really short. So contrastive attention to detail is what most of us are working with on a day-to-day -day basis, or, or what, you know, we always are going to have this. It's the main component of contrastive attention to detail is that there is one solution. So it's either yes or no, it's right or it's wrong. This is a very systemizable component, and that's what we always want to work towards, right? That's that makes easy, things more simple. That's the easy one. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. That's how we can remove human error from things, right? If we can make it either a yes or no, you know, it's there or it's not, it's red or it's black, it's green or it's blue, it's flashing or it's not, then we can systemize that very easily. But we live in gray area. Exactly, and that's where most of us work is, is in what I call analytical attention to detail. And that's where you have multiple, multiple issues, multiple concerns, and probably multiple solutions. And one solution is maybe better than the other, but you have to prove it. You know? so, uh, and that's the main component of that. And, but it is systemizable. Once you've done it a few times and tested it, you can go, okay, solution C was better than A through F, and this is what we do next time and we write a process for it, and now we have made it as contrastive as possible. So, so we've helped remove the human error component out of it. The more difficult one is additive attention to detail. That is where you get into innovation, into improvement, into making things better. Uh, basically, because of what it is, it's very hard to systematize because you're making something new. So certainly the first time you're not going to, however, you can systematize the process for creating, for innovating, right? You can make sure that you identify all of the elements that you've addressed, all of your competitors, everything on the shelves and the stores, all the available technology, what people want and like. You can get into what you think people want and like and all of these things, right? So it's about the process. It's not, you, you can't uh, systematize an innovation itself because it doesn't exist. It. Yeah, it's not yeah. a thing. Yeah. Well, so analytical is where most of us operate on a day-to-day -day basis. That's where most, you know, what would one of those processes look like? Uh, for additive? Yeah. For analytical. Oh, for analytical. So um, it could be anything, right? It could be, um, Hey, you know, find the best, um, find the best solution to increase sales next month by, 37% or uh, what is the best strategy? This is a big one that comes up. You know, what's the best strategy for growth or for cost reduction or for, you know, making that go faster or, you know, making people happier. There's so many things. It could be in a lab, you know, what's the best solution for, um, you know, weight loss or for uh, increasing viscosity of that, of that chemical or for reducing, the pressure in the pipelines. There are so many different, different uh, things to throw at that. So I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, one, check your own work, two, have another set of eyes to, to, to check your work, um, and then three, to do a, you know, a, a post-event analysis or something like that. And um, are, th are those components of a, of a good process for this sort of thing? 
Yeah, so that's where you get into the five fundamental elements, and that's where that's where you're throwing a framework on things, right? So uh, you just mentioned parts of systems, um, and you also mentioned, well, they're all systems, I guess, right? So you have double-checking, you have, I mean, a system can be something as simple as um, a reminder or being repetitive about something. If you, I always use the example, if you never want to lose your keys again, just put them in exactly the same place every day, mm -hmm. right? You'll never lose I them I tell again. my husband that all the time. <laughs> and does he do it? Uh, no. <laughs> and does he lose his keys? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's why I said that. It's on the record now. Um, right. So Rich, as you're producing this and listening to this or whatever, she just outed you. <laughs> Whiteboards, post-it notes, all kinds of systems, right? Yeah, there are so many systems. I mean, you know, they can be complex. They can be, they can be Excel sheets. They can be complete software systems. They can be double checks. They can be um, procedures. You know, in a sales, on sales teams, they might say, hey, if you have a quote, depends on the, the team, right, and what they're selling. But if you have a quote out there for more than $3 million, it has to be approved by a superior. That's, that's a simple system, but it just makes sure that the T's are crossed and the, dotted, and the I's are dotted uh, to make sure it goes out right and they actually make money on it. So there's so many ways. And then you put those together with the other, the other elements, which are focus, interest, knowledge, and there's an attitude component as well. Um, and when you, when you put those all together, because of the five, some people are very strong. And, and when I say people, teams, right? This applies to entire teams uh, as well. Some are very strong in some, and some are very weak in some, and some have a little of, a little of all and none of the others, right? So it's when you address them all and kind of fill in the gaps, that's where you can develop uh, in an individual well-rounded detail orientation or attention to detail. And for a team, that's where you can, you know, on the average, reduce those everyday mistakes and increase, you know, the little wins here and there that, that together in the aggregate make a huge difference. It's funny, I, I imagine this is being, this is, applies so much more broadly and so much deeper into business and people's businesses than I thought about it. And I was imagining it as more of a task-oriented type of thing or a work-style-oriented type of thing. But you actually have a way to calculate how the lack of it across any of these buckets you're referring to can actually be calculated in real costs. How is that calculated? So I'm working on a calculator for that now. It's literally a checklist on my schedule for tomorrow um, oh, to right. like get back to it, right? So I kind of live by checklist, by the way, you might have imagined, but um, <laughs> the, the, it varies by task and by value of employee and all these things, right? And so that's what I'm trying to put together is, uh, I, I'm not a programmer, so, but I can, I can excel sheet the heck out of things. So I am putting together a very robust uh, Excel sheet that will be able to calculate and you can put in variables such as uh, you know, type of job, um, the value of the employees, how many employees, how many times the mistakes are made at a given time or in a given time period. Um, it could be a day, it could be a week, it's whatever is relevant to, you know, to the person filling out the calculator. Um, so there's so many variables, it's really hard to say. But as you can imagine, you've got, you've got sure. the direct labor cost, right? And then, then you have materials cost if that's a component. You know, if you're talking about a production line, and then if you're talking, if you go a step further and the, the risk concern has happened and a mistake is made and we have to do a recall or 
mm-hmm. but hopefully it hasn't left the door and we have to do a redo of everything that was about to go out the door. Well, that's a whole other cost. It could be measured in uh, worker productivity because of low morale, which mm. comes up surprisingly. Well, not surprisingly. Yeah. It, 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 yes, it's related where, you know, the coworkers are uh, on average, they kind of have a little bit of a low morale because mistakes are just allowed in the system, you know, too often because the systems don't, you always have those high-performing workers that go, man, sure. why can't everybody do yeah. this right? Attention to detail is not rewarded. So if yes. it's not rewarded, then why bother? Right, so often. So there's a lot of variables, and, and uh, it, it is different from one organization to another. My dad always used to say that if you don't have time to do it right, when are you going to find time to do it over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny thing because I, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I'm a business owner. And so I always have this thing of you really do have to get it right, but you also have to get started. So uh, I'm often torn between the whole, um, you know, ready, ready, aim, fire and ready, fire, aim mm-hmm. philosophies mm-hmm. because sometimes I just have to get started and I, I go, all right, man, just kind of look at what ought to happen and then pull the trigger and figure it out as you go along and clean up the mess, you know, so. Right. So you have some tips for our listeners um, on how to um, look for a high attention to, de- to detail aptitude uh, in candidates and then maybe even within existing staff when you're looking at who to promote and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm going to keep that simple. I'm going to keep it to okay. one, uh, one tip someone gave me several years ago and I use it for my hiring. I'm kind of giving it away now. Um, <laughs> But it is really helpful, and I call it I call it the bird dog test, and I call it the bird dog test because that's that's a word a phrase you're you're probably never going to see in a resume. So when I put a job uh, description out there, somewhere in the middle of it, I don't hide it, but I don't put it in bold either. It will just be a separate line that says attention to detail is exceptionally important in this position. If you want to be considered for the role, include the phrase bird dog in your email or in your resume. (gasps) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it it does two things from that point. First of all, it saves you a ton of time in in resumes, right? And then also presumably, so from what I can tell, you're typically going to, automatically be able to knock out about 80% of your resumes, whether they're just resume slingers or whatever, because so many people don't even read descriptions. They're just slinging resumes. Mm -hmm. And so now you've got, now you've reduced your time by 80%. So now you've got that to work with. And then from the rest, presumably uh, they were at least, if they aren't, you know, very detail oriented, which they tend to on average be more detail oriented, at least they are much more interested in the job interested enough to read the entire description carefully, right? So there is a bit of an attitude component there at least. So that's, that's my big one. I call it the bird dog test. You can use, you can use your own, um, but uh, that, that has served me well and others. That's a great tip. What are the consequences of not having enough attention to detail? And I want you to think about this question in, term, in, in two ways. Uh, one, of course, is, is the money way. And you've, you've touched on that a little bit already. Mm-hmm. But the other one is the, is the political capital about, you know, as a manager, we, when we're doing, we're preparing reports for upper management, when maybe we're presenting those reports to upper management or something like that, where, you know, the attention to detail can really come back and bite us in the rear. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a that's a big part of it. That's actually so. It, what I can tell you, I've never done. I've been approached about workshops for management teams for that reason. Um, of course, you know the people considering the hiring weren't necessarily thinking like, well, I don't want my team to you know look like they don't know what they're doing. But it was more about uh, wasting management's time and using everyone's time effectively and that sort of thing. What I have seen, I've received phone calls from people asking for one-on-one -on -one coaching for that purpose. And uh, for sure, people have purchased workshops, the online workshops, because that was their pain point. Let me ask the question in a slightly different way then. So if, sure. as a manager then, I want my team to have greater attention to detail. So I want to start with myself and I want to model that behavior. Nice. So as a manager then, what behavior uh, or what attention, what detail should I pay more attention to first then so that and it's demonstrable then to my team that I'm working on improving my, my level of attention to detail? The ones that matter most. So okay. it's different for everyone, and I, I, my fear sometimes is that people think, well, I just need to catch a bunch of little stuff and all that, but you can become pedantic really fast, right? And, and then no one respects the person who just is picking up on little stuff that doesn't matter. The grammar police of the world. Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing, right? So grammar doesn't matter if it's just you and me sending back a little email about you know, happy hour or whatever, right? But That ain't no it, lie. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's, but if it's uh, you know, an email, hey, can you check this? I'm going to send it to the CEO. Well, you know, grammar matters. Let's get it right. It could be, it could be sent on from here even. Um, if it is about a project or maybe a, let's say it's a presentation that's going to be made to the upper management or to uh, some pretty important investors or customers. Well, details really matter in that. You know, hey, let's make sure there's nothing awkward or maybe a little offensive let's make sure um, the pictures are of their products you know if they're <laughs> customers and not you know the competitors or something like that maybe even make sure they use the right company colors um, the proposal doesn't have somebody else's company name in it where you used it before and you just forgot to change the name exactly. Replace exactly, you Chris know? Denny with Lee Smith replace 20 <laughs> occurrences that's right you know, exactly you know what else you say though and this ties into what Lee you just said uh, Chris you say the number one mistake managers make is that they don't set up attention to detail as an expectation from day one and yeah. uh, I, I cop to that I don't think I've ever had a discussion with anybody on my team about it but I don't really have a bad act well, <laughs> you actually, though, exhibit, though, the, the behavior of attention to detail every single day. So kind of a maniac. people know when they work for you, they better bring attention to detail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's about setting the standards. You know, that's, that's mm -hmm. a big part of it. Um, and just making sure you identify the things that are important to get right. And, and, uh, and like you said earlier, modeling. You know, modeling, so. I think wherever there's numbers, there has to be attention to detail. I mean, because those are, I mean, that's, it's payroll, it's taxes, it's you production numbers. No. I mean, it's like, yeah, you, you're reporting that to upper management or whatever. It's like, you better have the numbers right and you better not be like, well, I think it's somewhere within a range between, between 10 and a million. It's like, you know, come on. It's like, yeah. That doesn't help when you're trying to manage up, you know? No. Um, yeah. But, oh, I was gonna say it's LinkedIn.com. It's AT Detail, Facebook AT Detail. And do you want to just? We've got a few minutes left, Chris. Tell us about the workshops and the online courses. And by the way, the book, everybody, it's on Amazon.com. Logically, so. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about the book. 
The workshops are available online. Um, I'll, I'll be adding more as well. And those are available for teams who uh, want to roll it out to multiple people, uh, to dozens or hundreds even. And um, if, if that's something that interests you, let me know because there are group discounts. The workshops, I go anywhere. I'm, I'm happy, to, happy to go to different places and I love doing the workshops and I love being with teams. Um, you know, I've got one in, in about a week and a half in, in Nashville and I'm really looking forward to it. It's with about 45 people. Uh, so those are available. And the, the best is when the workshop is done with, uh, with a team or within an organization, you know, within people kind of within the same job roles because they can identify with each other when we do the exercises and uh, they enjoy that, enjoy it the most. And I think they absolutely get the most out of it. Uh, so, so those are available, but it's a, attention at detail.com and I love hearing from people. So if anyone has questions, they're welcome to reach out to me. And the book is called Improve Attention to Detail and you get bonus points if you can actually find a typo in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'm so waiting. I read it myself sometime before it went out and, and uh, had it edited by two other people and uh, like professionally edited and, and I'm waiting for it, waiting for the first. There you go. Well, I've got to tell you, you put the fear of God in us, Chris, because we were, we always do heavy, heavy show prep. We're always ready, but I was particularly on my game today, so I couldn't be accused of lacking. <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah. Thanks for uh, coming to the show. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>